Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone. With Pete McCarthy. Time for the Mets Hot Stove Report. We do it at this time every night here in the Sports Zone. And, you know, free agency, a couple of days old, as is typical of baseball. Not a whole lot of action. It'll take a little while to, to perk up. You got the owners' meetings next week. That's where you can see the first couple of signings uh, around the game. And then the winter meetings after Thanksgiving and early December. And that's where typically you see some of the big trades. If there's going to be a blockbuster deal in the offseason, often that'll be the week that it happens. But uh, within the next few few weeks it'll certainly be heating up in a big way uh so we're still in the you know evaluation part of uh the offseason and, and trying to map out a plan here for the Mets one thing we've been talking about is you know the Mets based on what Sandy Alderson said at the end of the season that the payroll wouldn't be quite up to where it was last year at uh, 150 plus million dollars you know that's going to come down now with the Mets having picked up Estrubal Cabrera and Jerry Blevins it's easy to do the math and say all right, the Mets are looking at spending $30 million if that's going to be their budget. If they're going to stay under what they did last year, uh, you know, that's what they can spend as far as free agency goes and, and trades as well, depending on, uh, you know, what kind of player and what kind of contract you're bringing in. But that's so problematic for this team because if they're trying to win now, which they have said they are, and, and that's the window that they are in, it makes sense for them to try to win now. If you take $30 million and put it to the free agent class and try to fill the holes that the Mets have, right? They need a second baseman. They need an outfielder that I think can you know help out a first base as well. They need a starting pitcher capable of giving 180 innings, and they need some help in that bullpen. If you're going to try to map out their plan for the offseason, and they can make trades too and maybe surprise us with something there, but if you do it through free agency, you don't end up with much for $30 million. And I thought it was an interesting article today. John Heyman of FanRagSports.com, he brings in an expert, uh, he calls him, anonymous, that uh, helps guess you know what the players, the top free agents, will be worth on the market. So, you know, even though Scott Boris says yesterday, hey, uh, J.D. Martinez, $200 million is what, you know, people should be looking at, or at least that's what he hinted to teams and has come through. You know, Jay Bruce uh, reportedly looking for, you know, 70 to $80 million. You know, that stuff's all fine and great, but that's that's negotiating, right? You ask for the moon, and then you come back, and ultimately what teams are willing to give you, they give you, but you can, you know, take away some of the sticker shock by throwing out some crazy numbers early on in the offseason. So, but they're... You know, process to go through and guess how many years, how much money per year some of the top free agents could get is really interesting. And if you put the Mets' $30 million budget on it, it doesn't come back very well in terms of what the Mets would be able to accomplish this winter. So, for example, Eric Hosmer, they have as the most expensive free agent seven years, $165 million. That's $23 million per year. So while it would be great if the Mets went out 
added Eric Hosmer, put him at first base. All right, you move uh, Dom Smith. Maybe you find a second baseman, let's say, or let's say a relief pitcher. You get a relief pitcher, that pitcher costs the remainder, and that's your whole offseason. Eric Hosmer and a relief pitcher, and otherwise the Mets walk back with basically the same team, you know, maybe a couple of uh, shots in the dark they'd be able to take and, and hope they get lucky on somebody and find uh, R.A. Dickey 2.0 on a minor league invite. Well, that's not a great plan. That still it doesn't look like a team that's you know going to be supplanting the Washington Nationals or even you know making noise for the NL wild card. They have a lot of holes that they have to fill here. So even if you start bargain hunting for the Mets, you can't really get it under thirty million dollars based on some of the projected salaries that these players are looking at. And it's possible you find a bargain somewhere or they overestimated one. But, um, you know, the, the expert apparently has been pretty good at doing this over the years. And most of these numbers make sense to me. You could quibble with one or two. But basically, if you're going to get it to $30 million, and if the Mets did it completely through free agency to fill the main four holes that they have, you're looking at Jason Vargas, Logan Morrison, Eduardo Nunez and Brian Shaw to be uh, the bullpen arm. So that that fills the holes, but I, I don't think that gets anybody super excited about you know the Mets starting up in 2018 and what they can accomplish. And the Mets have some star power on the roster with Cespedes, with Conforto, with Syndergaard and Degrom in the rotation. It's not as if they don't have any draws there, but I, I think. The Mets are going to have to sell to their fan base something more than, hey, this time the starting pitching stays healthy. There's got to be a little bit more juice than that. And even if they're able to fill all the holes with some, you know, average ball players, you know, guys that could capably do it, you know, that's not going to be enough, I think, to first of all excite the fan base, but also to, you know, be good enough to you know, truly make a run at being a contender for a championship or at the very least a, a division uh, within the National League. Even a playoff spot I think would be tough if that was the whole roster. I think it'll be interesting here. And, and you know, as of now, we're just going by the Mets payroll overall, what Sandy Alderson said. But what I think will be you know, kind of the difference as to whether or not the Mets you know, can make a surprise move, can make a big move, is how they view David Wright and how David Wright's rehab goes over the course of this offseason. And I'm sure the Mets will be checking in with him. Now, if he looks like he could play, it's not about depending on him to be the everyday third baseman or anything along those lines at this point. But if it looks like he'd be able to play and the Mets would give him you know, the opportunity to show what they could do, well, then you count as $20 million. But if it's going to look like a long shot, that he's going to you know, have any chance to perform on the regular for the Mets. And it again looks like, you know, let's say it looks like he's not going to be able to play. Well, can the Mets take, they get 75% back on insurance. Can they take that $15 million and you know, add it to the 30 mil that they apparently have to spend? And, you know, is that something that they're able to do in the next couple of months before free agency, you know, before most of the free agents are all are all signed up. And it stretches out a long time. I mean, you can wait until mid-January and still find, you know, some pretty good players out there. So it's not as if the Mets have to determine that in, in the future of David right now. 
But I think that's the potential way that they can, you know, add a few dollars to this thing. And at $45 million, I think he can fill the holes in a serious enough way that gives you a chance to compete, uh, you know, in the National League. $30 million, it's just, it's, it's hard to see how they could do it. You could pick out some players, you'll fill the spots, you'll have capable major leaguers everywhere, but you don't have the star power, you don't have you know anybody who's so above average that you're going to be a 90-win team again. And that's got to be the number that you're looking at if you're the Mets. It can't just be DeGrom and Syndergaard are going to be great, and Harvey's going to bounce back, Matz is going to bounce back, this guy's going to bounce back, and, and everybody's going to be healthy and everything's going to be hunky-dory. There has to be some kind of, um, you know, you got to fill the holes, but you also, you know, have to find a little bit of star power somewhere as well. You have to find someone who, you know, can be a, a above the fray and more than just, you know, your average big leagues everyday player. So, you know, for the Mets here, that would be the difference to me is, you know, sorting out David Wright and seeing if they can find, you know, 15 extra million dollars there that might allow you to put together a contender. Uh, in in 2018. 800-321-0710, the number to get involved. Again, 800-321-0710. We'll have Ken Davidoff of the Post uh, coming up at 735. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, 800-321-0710. Yeah, you know, this is the thing, though, as we talk about, you know, the Mets offseason, unless if it's going to be, you know, the, the $30 million to spend and they go out and get Jason Vargas and Logan Morrison, uh, Eduardo Nunez and Brian Shaw, you know, if those are the if that's kind of what you're looking at to go into next year, there's not a whole lot of excitement as far as any of those names go. You're probably looking at an 85-win team, and that's assuming that the pitching stays reasonably healthy. Remember, they won 70 games last year. That's a 15-win improvement. That's a big jump. So, you know, just those pieces alone aren't going to be enough to, you know, take the Mets to to new heights. But let's say, you know, that was the best they were able to do this offseason. That's where you start to wonder, you know, are they better off taking a step back? And... Looking to deal, say, a Jacob DeGrom, land as many young players as you can, and starting to target 2020. I don't like that plan. I really don't. But if the best they're going to be able to do is a low-rent starter in the rotation who, you know, is coming off the best year of his career, didn't do a whole lot before that, a, you know, first baseman slash right fielder, that, yes, hit a lot of home runs last year, but, you know, he doesn't have a, a long track record of success. Uh, you know, Nunez being uh, a solid offensive player, but a guy who's, you know, never really had a position, has really struggled defensively. I mean, if, if that's the best that the Mets are going to be able to do this offseason, if you're talking about, if you're looking at a team that looks capable of winning 85 games, at that point, you're not making a run at the Nationals now. Do you, you know, look two years ahead? Say, all right, we'll build around Conforto, Rosario, Cindergaard, and the three or four players that you might be able to land for DeGrom. Remember when we talked about the idea of the Mets trading DeGrom during the season, the Astros were a team that came up. And, you know, some of the names that 
you know, were popping up along with that are, you know, guys that we saw really excel in the World Series. I, I remember Alex Bregman's name being part of that. And, and that's not to say that the Mets and Astros uh, necessarily talked about it, but the Astros, you know, specifically targeted DeGrom as somebody they would like. Not sure they still would want him, but if you're just talking about what DeGrom be worth in baseball, you're talking about a lot of good, young talent. And the Mets need a lot of talent. They need talent added to this team. And if they're not going to go out and spend for it now, then you're just churning the wheels. And it's why, again, they have to spend for it. That seems to be the way to get that done this offseason when, you know, trades and, you know, selling prospects that, just doesn't really seem to be an option with the Mets minor league system having thinned out. If you're not going to be able to put together a team that could contend for a title in 2018, at least contend for a division in 2018, well, what are you doing then? This is supposed to be the window. And if you're talking about $30 million and the names I've listed off that, you know, theoretically would fit under that budget, that means either the Mets are going to walk in with a bunch of holes and a couple better players in some other spots where they fill the holes and you know there's nothing that exciting, nothing that good on this team. And even the best-case scenario, you're not looking at competing with the Nationals. So, you know, you almost wonder about that. You know, just go the other way. I'm not saying break the whole thing down, but if you, you know, dangle DeGrom in a year where there's not a ton of pitching, you got you Darvish, Jake Arrieta, and Shohei Otani – if you're not going to spend it, you know, look ahead a couple of years. But, you know, clearly this team should have a chance. And it's what's so immensely frustrating is if they could, you know, make that that big investment in Eric Hosmer and then still go out, find the second baseman, go out, add the reliever that you need. All right, so now you're not going to spend a ton on a starting pitcher, but, you know, find somebody uh, who's still sitting there in January that – you know, has a history of pitching 180 innings, even if it's not at a, a greatly high level. That's that's the kind of thing that you have to do to build a championship team. You know, look at the Red Sox right now. They need uh, big-time help to that offense. After it, without Big Poppy in the middle there, everything went, went to heck for them. So they're going to make a big run at either J.D. Martinez or Eric Cosmer. That's the expectation. The Mets... They need offensive help. Conforto, Cespedes, they're question marks next year with all the injuries they've had over the last couple of years. You need another bat there. It doesn't you know, necessarily have to be uh, one of those top two, but somebody who's capable of hitting three, four, five in that lineup. Otherwise, you're looking at a lineup where Dom Smith's hitting fifth, and that's not a playoff lineup. I'm sorry. It's, it's not. Uh, 800-321-0710. Let's go to Ray in Waterbury who starts us off tonight. How we doing, Ray? Good, Pete. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Uh, it's, they must be playing possum, Pete. They, they can't really sell us $30 million is the budget. You know what? Another effect that will cause, if Cespedes sees that, he's going to act up in the season. I don't know he's about already, that. You know, he's got a little Manny Ramirez in him. And if he sees that they're not trying to win, he'll take time Well, if they're off. losing again, then uh, you might worry about Cespedes. I don't... I, I he he likes the energy. He I think he feeds off the crowd a little bit. And um, if you're you know if he's playing in front of a half empty stadium, you're gonna you're gonna see you know a little bit of the the lapses in concentration. 
All right, they better they better spend the money because because it's just a joke, Pete. I mean, they're ready to win now if they do it properly. Yeah, and and this is the thing, and this is why it, it's such an important off season, and I think it'll be so telling as to where they are. There's really only one way to do it. There's not, you know, some magic trade out there. You know, the Marlins want to deal some, you know, salary away, but you're not getting, you know, those guys for free. They're not giving them away. Even if the Marlins want, you know, want to move them, you're still competing against 28 other teams that are, you know, looking to grab a, a Stanton or a D. Gordon or, uh, you know, whoever they might look to deal this offseason, Martin Prado being another name. This is where you have to you have to open up the wallet. I just don't see another way to get the Mets to where they need to be. I, I thought the last few years that the Mets had a chance to build a sustainable winner that you could, you know, sign some guys long term. You know, with the great young pitching that you have and you had, you can move one of them each year. You can move a guy before he hits free agency. You know, you could have moved Matt Harvey last off season, this off season. It's not the case. There's nobody to move in that group unless you're going to move Degrom. Or Syndergaard, and those are the guys that you're, you know, hinging on as your real chances to compete. Um, so I, I think that the game has changed for the Mets, where they went from, hey, they could build a sustainable winner and be good year in, year out for a long period of time. So many things went wrong last season that now you have a window. And this isn't a team that's going to be great in perpetuity. I, I think if you want to, you know, get it to a World Series level, get them back to that kind of stage. You got to make the big move, and you you can't worry about you know the bad years on the end of a, a contract. Um, we could talk about it, but you know that can't be that can't stop you from signing someone that would be a great fit uh, on this team in the next two years, where you know they could make some runs. You'd hope with Degrom and Syndergaard, and you know listen, the Nationals. You figure they might make another addition. This is going to be their best chance to win, their last best chance to win until. Bryce Harper is hitting free agency after this year. Um, but they could still be got. They're not impenetrable. We've seen them in the big games. They just made a managerial change because, you know, they're panicking about finally winning a postseason series. You know, they, that's that's where the target's got to be. I, I always, you know, in baseball, to me, I don't worry about the the other teams in the league uh, or the, uh, you know, around the game. You worry about teams in your division. You can win your division. You can get into the division series, especially with, you know, top two pitchers like the Mets have. That's where you can make some hay. 800-321-0710. Kenton Davidoff of the uh, New York Post will join us when we come back. Give us some of his thoughts on what we could see transpire this offseason. And uh, we'll talk about Shohei Otani uh, a little bit, who's uh, kind of the – a mystery uh, in terms of how this is all going to play out over the next few months. We'll, uh, we'll have Ken Davidoff when we come back. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, we're joined right now by Ken Davidoff of The New York Post. And uh, Ken, great to have you on the show. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, Pete. How about yourself? Yeah, everything's good over here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So, you know, the Mets, we've been trying to map this out over, I don't know, it's been like three months now, uh, what the Mets could do this offseason. And, um, you know, a lot of talk of late about, you know, how much money the Mets, you know, could have to spend here. And $30 million appears to be the, the number based on what uh, Sandy Alderson said during the season. So if that is indeed the case, what, what can the Mets accomplish with that uh, amount to try to, get back to relevance here and uh, and be a contender in, in 2018? Well, look, it's pretty evident that the Mets' return to relevance will depend most of all on the players already on their roster, right, on guys coming back, Syndergaard, Cespedes. Those are the highest ceiling guys that are going to be on their roster next year, in part because of the, uh, the budget uh, issues you just described. So I think that what they're looking at are supplementary pieces, complementary pieces, uh, I, I think they'll get a bullpen piece. I predict them to get Brian Shaw. I think they'll get a bat of some sort. I think Logan Morrison is, is a possibility there. And I think they'll get a starting uh, pitcher, a veteran guy. Jason Vargas would make some sense there. And, and they probably need some infield, infield help as well, whether it's uh, third base or second base or even first base. Yeah, I think Morrison is an interesting case. We've talked a lot about Jay Bruce and Mets fans, obviously familiar with him. Morrison, for you know the same kind of power last year with Tampa, I guess the question with him would be, you know, how much outfield could he play? Uh, have you? I didn't see much of him, you know, with the Rays last year. Did you see much of him? What do you hear about, you know, how he would fit in that way for the Mets? Well, all you have to do is look at his BaseballReference.com page. He didn't play the outfield at all yeah. last year or the year before that. And uh, this is not an athlete. You know, this is a, a big guy, 6'3", 245 pounds. So uh, he's not an ideal fit for the Mets outfield. Uh, but, uh, again, given the market, given where they are with their money, uh, he might be a fit. And, and I think what's, what's evident is the Mets are not going to let the development of Dominic Smith uh, hold up their chances to contend in 2018. So if it means getting a guy like Logan Morrison who's going to get a lot of time at first base, the Mets are not going to sweat that. Yeah, and if the Mets are, you know, to make some kind of trade here, I feel like there are a couple of interesting pieces, whether it be dealing Dominic Smith and, and signing somebody else at first base or, you know, even a, a Wilmer Flores who, you know, the Mets are at a point where they can't really give him the 600 at-bats to find out what kind of player uh, he could be, whereas another team might be in a position to do that. Could you see, um, you know, some of the players in the Mets roster, not you know, there, there aren't a ton of prospects right now, but some of those guys being – dangled this offseason yeah i think we dangle but i I don't they don't there are no huge pieces here there's no michael fulmer who's gonna bring back something great unless they trade rosario which would shock me or one of their 
their pitchers, uh, one of their starting pitchers. And even then, who really has value beyond the Grom at Syndergaard? Uh, so I, I don't. I, I see the Mets. Uh, pulling off some trades, but no blockbuster trades. And we're talking again with Ken Davidoff of the New York Post. Um, you know, what about uh, Jason Vargas? You'll have a connection with the the Mets' new pitching coach, Dave Island. Uh, they worked together in Kansas City last year. It's not, um, you know, he's coming off a, a career year, career high, eighteen wins last year, four t- four plus ERA. But um, you know, is he someone that you know can be depended on to to provide the innings that it, it feels like the Mets are going to need in that rotation? I think the Mets think so. I, I mean, there's there's not really a scenario where Jason Vargas is the Mets' game one playoff starter, right? Mm-hmm. If, if he's slotted as a game one playoff starter, then they'll have missed the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is if the Grom continues his track, if Syndergaard avoids stupidity and, and pitches like he can, uh, and, and if a couple of the other guys uh, hit their ceilings, then Jason Vargas is might be an ideal number four or five starter and an inning-eating guy switching back to the National League after many years in the American League, uh, a good clubhouse guy from everything I've heard, and it could be a nice fit uh, in, the, in the Bartolo Colon uh, vein, only less cartoonish. <laughs> well, that would be a shame if he's less cartoonish. Well, maybe he'll find uh, you know something something else cartoonish to uh, you know uh, to, to make about him. But uh, uh, how about um, you know just speaking more generally here, Shohei Otani coming over from Japan. I, you know, it's a fascinating situation here as MLB and the Japanese League figure out what the new posting system is going to be, and it seems that it'll go back to being, you know, $20 million. But he can't get paid much. How unique is it to have a player come in who could basically just, you know, pick where he wants to go and money won't be the determining factor? I would say it's precedent-setting, Pete. I don't think we've quite seen anything like this, and it's, it's a very uh, interesting decision because if you played two more years in Japan, uh, then he would be in position to make an enormous contract, but he wants to pretty evident. He wants to get the major league baseball next year. So yeah, he, his choice will not be based on money. It's that simple. If he's choosing a, a $3 million signing bonus over a $1 million signing bonus, then shame on him <laughs> because he has many, many millions coming his way. Do you think, you know, when he's a player that if he was on the open market, might fetch, you know, 150, 200 million dollars yet, you know, teams are going to get him for this little, uh, what would it be about $25 million or something, maybe 30. Does that, no, does no, that lead three, to issues? I mean, it almost sounds like college recruiting where, all right, you're getting something for not full cost. So it kind of inspires, uh, I guess, you know, some foul play, something, some other way to, you know, shuffle things along and make yourself attractive to the player Otani in this case. Yeah, first of all, Pete, it's not twenty five or thirty million. It's literally three million dollars. Well, that's, and then the posting post. fee, right? That's all I was adding on. No, he doesn't get that. Though. But he doesn't get that. Yes, but no. the team would spend it. Right, his team gets that. Uh, but yeah, again, Pete, you're talking any under the table stuff. I mean, unless some team out there is willing to just put a hundred million dollars in a in a Cayman Islands account <laughs> uh, that he can have access to, uh, and I don't think any team's going to feel that strong about it. I, I think. Uh, I, uh, there might be perks here and there, but I, I think uh, MLB is going to be on top of this one uh, pretty good to make sure no monkey business goes on. And I, it's pretty clear he's, he's making this decision with the idea that his payday will come down the line. Just give him a Cayman Island, you know, they make, a, make that work. But for Otani, is there work. anything that we know about him to really have an idea what he might 
prioritize because it's not only you know city or team, but also you know whether he wants an opportunity to to hit often or you know strictly be a pitcher. There's a a lot of factors here. There's a lot of factors here, and there's very little uh, knowns. I think it was uh, Donald Rumsfeld who talked about none known unknowns. There are very few uh, even known unknowns here, let alone let alone known knowns. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we don't know much. That's the bottom line. We don't know much about his preferences. Uh, we think he wants to pitch and hit. That's the indication he's given off, but that's not hard information. And, and the first step, as you mentioned, is for this agreement to get uh, uh, finalized, and that I would be shocked if that didn't happen. The next step will be for the Nippon Ham fighters to post him. And then it'll really get interesting. How about you know the Mets' uh, position here? They didn't go out and scout him, but I suppose you don't really have to to know that this is a guy that you can you know make a, the the small investment that it is here. But um, I would think it's always tough for the Mets in these positions because you know if a guy wants to play in New York, especially internationally, the Yankees have a prestige that you know the Mets don't have in that uh, in that realm. Uh, would you you know be comfortable totally you know saying this won't happen for the Mets? Uh, that's precisely what you, what you just said is precisely what was forming in my brain uh, when you started this question. So I'll just put my initials there, KD, and we can go over <laughs> to the next subject. All right, done. So uh, the Yankees looking for a manager. Is there, um, is there a front runner at this point? Who are some of the, you know, how, how long could this drag on? Uh, I don't think I'll drag on too long. I mean, that matter, uh, looping in the media, I'm sure you saw it today, yeah. Rob Thompson did a conference call, which was part of his process here so i don't think they're going to do 25 conference calls I, my guess would be in the neighborhood of five to seven uh something like that and the brian cashman is playing a super close to the vest uh we know that uh that david Cohn and john flaherty have expressed interest uh i, I believe that uh the yankees would be interested in raul abanez if, if the interest were reciprocal but i think raul abanez wasn't necessarily ready to start pursuing that line of, of work uh, I know Ken Rosenthal from uh, Fox Sports and the Athletic reported Jerry Harrison Jr.'s name. Mm-hmm. So we just have some scraps of information here, uh, not much hard info beyond the reality that Rob uh, Thompson, the bench coach of, from the last few years, uh, has interviewed and did a media thing today. What about you know Cohn and Flaherty? Do you think either of them, if they have interest, that they obviously know the team pretty well, uh, you know, calling the games on on the S Network, you know, do, do, would they fit what the Yankees might be looking for here? Uh, two great guys, two smart guys, two great communicators. Uh, the reality is, if they're talking on Monday or Monday or Tuesday about, uh, oh yeah, I, we I reached out to Brian Cashman, I haven't heard anything, and now the interviews are starting. Mm. Uh, I don't like their chances. Ken Davidoff in the uh, New York Post. Uh, we appreciate the time tonight, Ken. Thank you. All right, Pete. All right, uh, so uh, Ken giving us you know, latest what's going on this uh, hot stove season as it starts up, and the Yankees, uh, as you mentioned, playing it close to the vest as far as you know who their next manager uh, might be, and you know it seems uh, they'll uh, have someone that won't be a big name, um, you know, not a not a star, but someone that you know can do that that new generation of manager proceedings and, you know, listen to the front office and uh, communicate with the players and be able to bridge that gap between, uh, you know, the analytics and the Excel sheets up above and, you know, the players and, you know, being human beings and uh, that kind of thing down below. It's not an easy uh, middle ground to to handle, but, you know, that's what we see around the league now. You know, so many 
young, inexperienced uh, managers, but great communicators, uh, including you know the Mets hire of Mickey Calloway, who, by the way, we will have uh, on the show Monday and Tuesday. We'll have a two-part interview with the new Mets manager uh, next week. We'll do that uh, as part of the Mets Hot Stove Report, 7.05 Monday and Tuesday. It'll be myself and Sal Licata uh, interviewing the new manager of the New York Mets. We uh, look forward to that early next week. Again, Monday, Tuesday, next week, 7.05, uh, two-part interview with uh, the new Mets manager, Mickey Calloway. Uh, we'll take some calls. We come back, 800-321-0710. Talk some baseball here. We got What's Worse coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, let's grab some calls here, 800-321-0710. we talking about the Mets all hour. It's starting to it's starting to feel a little blue about uh, what the Mets might be able to accomplish this offseason. You, you hope that they're lowering the expectations at the end of the season, and that's what we're dealing with here as free agency is upon us. But, uh, you know, you, you just don't know. And if you're trying to build a winner here, $30 million, it's, uh, it's not going to cut it. Uh, 800-321-0710. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. How are we doing tonight, Steve? Great. I think you just hit it on the head by uh, referring to their managing or, or lowering expectations. I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, I'm terrified of renewing, and I'm concerned because when the season's over, Sandy starts to manage payroll expectations for next year. You read stories about Ploiecki and Darnoa, very productive together, and I'm afraid that they're just going to mail it in and take four subpar uh, free agents and, and hope for the best. I'm really worried about that. Yeah, it's not going to get anybody excited. I mean, how long do you have to wait on your uh, to make your decision on your season tickets? Oh, we're way beyond the deadline now. Oh, okay. They're in a desperate situation, too. At some point, uh, when they do the select the seat, last year we increased you know, from four seats to six, and now I'm terrified to, 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 to do anything because I'm just really disappointed. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I, I was curious. The Yankees are going to do something interesting next year in April. They're going to have start times during the week at 6.35. Like, uh, would that be convenient if you're going out to the games at City or an absolute no? That doesn't really affect me. And I live in the pretty far suburbs, so 6.30 would probably be harder for me. But it wouldn't bother me either way. Uh, I, I am getting a partial Yankee plan next year because I need to have a business the clients need. Nobody would take a Met ticket last year. Oh, okay. I mean, that's part of the competition, and that's why you know the the Yankees do matter, and the Yankees are they've become the hot ticket. The Mets, the Mets had the town for a great six months there. It was uh, it was fun, but it did not have as many legs as uh, as everyone I think would have liked to see. But yeah, it's interesting. The Met, the Yankees. I guess that's a trial basis, basically, to to maybe doing it more than that. Because otherwise, you know, why would they just do it in April? You understand, you have some cold weather games. Theoretically, it's a little warmer at six thirty five than seven. I mean, that can't be that big a factor. But I wonder if it's kind of a a trial balloon to see if that works out better for people, especially considering that the games keep getting longer and longer and longer. So you know, maybe that way, you know, you're not asking people to stay up as late. I, I, I feel like I wouldn't like it. It wouldn't give me enough time to get home from work. You know, ideally you get out of work at five, but so many people, especially in this city, you work until six, beyond six. Uh, you know, at that point you're missing some innings of the game. So you um, know, I, I don't feel like that would be ideal. But uh, the Yankees will try it out this April. Let's go to Steve in New York City. What's up, Steve? All right, pistol boots and the rest of the staff and mismanagement of Sports Zone guys. You delivered the good goods this year with sports. And first, quickly, I want to tell you, I have tossed my hat into the ring for the Yankee managerial You're job. You're in it, Steve. 
That's right, guys. I'm rooting for you, Steve. Be. Let's do it. All right, you bet. and I'll be the first player manager since Pete Rose, and I will be. <laughs> You're listen, playing now, too. Most... I can't support that. No, I'm going to be a DH guy. But also, <laughs> I will be the first Yankee manager born in the Bronx. So there's all the first day out of the way. First of all, these Japanese teams, you got to remember, this posting, people have to understand, this gives you the right to negotiate with the player. you got to give up, put up $20 million, $30 million. Mm-hmm. The owners of the Japanese teams in the league, they want part of the action. Baseball is a billion-dollar industry. That's it. And with the Mets quickly, the Mets are a small market team in a big market town. That's the bottom line. They ain't going to come up with the money that you really need to be a big market team. And also, you know what the good thing about the Giants thinking and the Mets thinking? A lot of people can't afford to go to games. Now you can go to the secondary markets. Even though the secondary ticket markets, to me, really are the primary markets, you can get tickets cheap there if you want to bring your kids to a Giant game, a football game. Oh, now's the time to do it. That's how I got to see football when I was a kid. When the Jets were terrible, I'd go to a December game, freeze my butt off. But, you know, you see an NFL game in person. It's fun. You learn some new vocabulary, too. That's right. And you have like you have fun. The kids get to see a game. You know, the yeah. kids don't care when they're young. They don't care if the no. team is winning. They want the team to win, but they want to be at the action there. Good time to go. And the bottom line here with the Mets are they, they just don't have a, the, um, the, uh, the internal uh, part of the thing down. They don't draft right. That's the problem with these Mets. And I said with Matt Harvey, Matt Harvey better get his arm strength back. He better get in top condition, come up with another pitch. And I'll see Matt Harvey in the South Bronx in 2019. <laughs> well, you'll be managing him, Steve. So uh, you'll have to, you know, figure it out. But yeah, I mean, this will be a big year for Harvey. I think that goes without saying. He becomes a free agent after the year and his last chance to try to make it some kind of payday. But not only that, I mean, just to save his career, to stay a major leaguer. You have a an ERA like he did last year. You're not going to be sitting around for long, uh, no matter you know how much promise you showed once upon a time. Steven in Stanford. What's up, Steven? Hi, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I love the talk. Um, I think it's great that we're talking about Mets baseball in November. I know it's been a very disappointing season. Uh, However, I actually am contemplating getting Mets season tickets because I think it it will be a – it is going to be a good value at this point. You know, usually when the Mets have a – sign a great free agent and there's a lot of hype. Mm Mm-hmm. They try to they try to milk you for every dollar. Well, they already decided the ticket prices uh, back in yeah. the you know a couple months back. Yeah. You know, but I mean, they was when I remember back when they were City Field was being built, how expensively how expensive the tickets were. It was ridiculously prohibitive, and they basically uh, pushed all the fans away. I'm hoping that this year that uh, Mickey Calloway can uh, take on. Not just um, not just Matt Harvey, but Zach Wheeler as a reclamation project, and maybe maybe he can get those guys thinking correctly and get their mechanics in line as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I know Callaway has a lot of success. Had a lot of success as the pitching coach in Cleveland. I I think it's hard to expect him to come in and perform miracles, especially when the problem isn't just under performance, but, you know, these are physical issues. Steven Matz, the reason he struggled so much those last six or seven starts because he's pitching hurt. Um, you know, Matt Harvey, the reason his ERA was over six last year is because he was pitching hurt. So, you know, to come in as the new manager, it's not a, hey, learn this pitch, hey, tweak this mechanically. He's got to find a way to keep these guys on the field, keep them healthy. I don't know the manager could do that. 
you know, he wants to coach durability. I, you know, I talked to him about that a few weeks back. We'll talk to him about it again on Monday. But um, you know, that's that's hard to do, and uh, you know, you, you can't just you know um, sprinkle some fairy dust on it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.